and we're back. We're back. We're back. Listener, how are you? Do you hear the the sultry, seductive mic quality that this podcast is uh, introducing you to today? Oh my God, Landon, your voice feels like butter now. You've been guzzling honey. Nope. Something of a similar viscosity. Uh, just uh, shilling out my hard-earned wages for a better quality microphone. Oh. Yeah. I should have done that. <laughs> well, hello, Taryn. How are you? I'm good. How about you? You know, Ukraine is... <laughs> the geopolitical nature of oh Ru- the Russo-Ukrainian war you bro, the has climate. taken its toll. <laughs> um, you, you know, pretty good. Pretty good. All things considered, I've just been grinding out Elden Ring. I've just been playing Elden Ring. You guys want some good lore? Oh, wow. We go play Elden There's Ring. There's so much. Oh, I just found these frenzy spells. like Frenzy? Yeah. Where, like, uh, do you, do you play Bloodborne, right? I played Bloodborne. Yeah, you know those weird guys? You look at them too long, you go mad? I don't think I met those guys yet. Oh, okay. I'm in very far in Bloodborne. Oh, okay, okay. It's towards the end. But anyway, oh. <laughs> uh, not, spoilers aside... <laughs> Uh, it just like it causes madness in um, like your enemy, and it's only working against tarnished, which is like PvP pretty much. Oh. But it drains FP and health. Yikes! Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I do to drive people insane in Elden Ring PvP? Hmm. Let's do Dex build. Yeah, <laughs> Dex build. Dex build. Bro, have you seen the rotten breath? That's like the current meta right now. It's rough. It is. You know what else is pretty meta? Huh? The Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> Insert unrelated tie-in to show. Wow. God. The script writes itself, really. I just Honestly, gotta say. It's like we don't even write it. It's... <laughs> now that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, so we've talked about Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, we went into the into the American Bigfoot. Yeah. Most, most notably West Coast Bigfoot. Yeah, West Coast. But there not are... even East Coast America. That's yeah. the Sasquatch. Yeah, Sasquatch. Great Lakes region, like Minnesota, Minnesotan Bigfoot, uh, and then there's one like swamp creature thing, kind of oh, down like Louisiana yeah, area. Florida area. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Bigfoot uh, mythology. There's there. a lot of feet in the world, and <laughs> God damn it, we're gonna find them all. Oh, uh, we. <laughs> I mean, we've been taking pictures of big feet since 1951, <laughs> which we'll get into today. All this and more on Lore of the Folks. Intro music. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with just a couple things. The Yeti. This is a pretty um, common iteration of Bigfoot, and most notably it's in kind of Asia, typically in the Himalayas, the Himalayan Yeti. Yes. Um, This thing has multiple names, depending on where you are in the Himalayas. So going west to east on kind of that Himalayan chain, we have Ladakh, Tibet, Nepal, and then the mountain city of Bhutan. Uh, so Ladakh calls the Yeti the Tangmo, T-E-N-G-M-O, Tangmo. Tangmo. Yeah. Tibet calls it the Kemo, C-H-E-M-O. Like? <laughs> Kemo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the hairless one? No, it's just the name for it. Um, I'll get into the physiology here in just a moment. Okay. Uh, Nepal is the Yeti, of course. And Nepal, that's kind of, Nepal's the entrance to the Everest route. If you want to climb that, uh, pretty popular, and that kind of explains why lots of what uh, most of Western culture refers to it as the Yeti, because that's their, 
you know. It's like the Western point of it. Yeah, Europeans like to go into <laughs> climbing other people's mountains. So, <laughs> you know, might you go as well in one spot. You <laughs> take like, the fast pass. The fast pass to the top. Yeah. The Disney fast pass. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and then Bhutan, the mountain city, kind of way out to the east. Um, they call it the Migu. M-I-G-O-U. Now, it's interesting because a lot of the uh, physical descriptions for all these different names of the Yeti are pretty similar. Uh, it can range anywhere from 5 feet to 9 feet tall. And that's when it's bipedal on two legs. Otherwise, it's like 5 feet if it were in like a a full sprint with all of its arms it gets, and legs. It's got that gorilla sprint coming yeah. at you. Oh, yikes. Um, uh, just from uh, physical description... Uh, it, it could weigh, a Yeti could weigh anywhere from 400 to 900 pounds. That's thick. Yeah. And then this is interesting. The hair, uh, believe it or not, it's not just the white kind of ashy white hair that we see in pop culture today. Mm -hmm. So there is descriptions of that ash white, but there's also red brown fur and hair and beige fur and hair. Does that also vary on the location it's described in or? Y yes. Yeah, it does. Um, Yeah. But, and we'll get into this more, but, well, okay, we'll just, we'll get into that later. I know we briefly mentioned it in one of the other episodes about the, the hair, the genetic, the genetics of uh, hair samples in the Himalayan Yeti. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Oxford, this guy named uh, Brian Sykes, first of all, just to kind of build his ethos, establish some credibility for him. He was the first man to ever extract human DNA from ancient bone marrow from ancient humans. Wow. So the man's the man's been working with genetics for quite some time. Seems like he knows what he's doing. Exactly, and so he has basically said, like, uh, I am interested in the Himalayan Yeti. If you have proof, any hair samples or anything like that, send it in, and I will genetically test it and get back to you with results. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and when asked, you know, why the hell would a Oxford <laughs> scientist <laughs> professor uh, delve into Bigfoot? And he's like, eh. <laughs> it's just fascinating. The, the, the myth pervades all scientific exploration. And so he wanted to kind of break the ground in that. Apply the, the process to it. Exactly. And find out genetically what this thing really is. If these hairs actually do belong to the Yeti. Um, okay. Let's see here. Uh, for the Himalayan people, the Yeti can mean a lot of things. Uh, for one, it could be an omen of danger. Um, most accounts show that a Yeti has very sharp teeth and will really they'll fuck you up. It's kind of like um, a bear being an omen of danger. Yeah. And that if you see one, like a bear. you might get fucked up in the near future. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. How strange. Almost like a bear. Almost like a bear. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So a symbol of danger, but also um, pre-Buddhist... Um, school of thought. The Yeti was also believed to kind of have almost like a pagan element to it, where it was uh, recognized as like the god of the hunt. Pretty oh. much the apex predator of the Himalayas. Okay. Um, so there's kind of this great reverence and fear for this creature. Mm. So, little fun fact there. Is it, uh, is it one of those like animistic type of creatures? Or is um, it like the spirit of the hunt? Or is it... Uh, I did not... Uh, I didn't find didn't anything. Specify. No, no specification. I'm going to take an educated guess here, and I imagine it was, as it is today still, like a real tangible creature. Mm. But it's just so 
ultra beyond, chadly. Yeah, it's beyond any like human comprehension. So it is it's it's given God status. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the Yeti in a nutshell. You got any any Yeti lore real quick before we go into the genetic? Test? I've seen uh, I've seen uh, the Mummy three. Yeah. We'll preface with that. There's Yetis in there. Are there? Yeah, there are. Well, that's cool. They get resurrected to fight mummies. Wow. I've only seen The Mummy 1 and 2. Good move. The third one's not as good. Okay. 2 wasn't that great. The first one? I was banger. Emotet. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yetis in pop culture. <clears throat> um... Well, let's say this. The Himalayas are the birthplace of the Yeti. Um, that's where we just get our Yeti lore from. In 1832, um, the first kind of rumblings of a Yeti to reach kind of Western culture was reports of wild men, uh, just a little west in the mountains of Nepal. Uh, and these wild men were hairy, brutish, on two legs. Um, and so this kind of piqued the interest, the cultural interest in the West. Like, oh, there's some like weird savages living up on the mountain. Um, And then we get to um, 1921, in which um, the the title Abominable Snowman was coined. Um, As people learned about this, somebody gave the nomenclature Abominable abominable Snowman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so that's, that's where that comes from, 1921. That's literally 101 years ago. How about that? That's wow. crazy. 102 years ago, the abominable... Uh, I can't fucking say this, bro. Abominable snowman abominable. didn't exist. Thank you. Maybe you should just read these notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, then we get to kind of our big... This was this started the Yeti craze. Like, uh, everything up until this point was like, this is very bizarre and interesting and enticing and the wonders of the Orient, blah, blah, blah. That seems to be the general vibe with all of these. And that's what I found with the Yowie, too, which we'll talk about next episode. Cool. Is that there's, like, you know, the cultural baseline and then, like, a slow crescendo and in interest. Yep. And all, you know, your fucking tablet gets hands on it. And it's... It's... It's, it's off gone. from there. <laughs> yeah. It's a global monster. Oh, yeah. Now. So, 1951. Um, an Everest expedition by Englishmen were making their way up the mountain. And you can look this up, too. Just look up Everest Yeti uh, footprint. But they find a massive footprint. And for scale, one of, the, um, one of the mountaineers puts down his ice pick. So and ice picks are pretty freaking large. They're like a good like three quarters of an arm, maybe like a yeah. whole arm's length. Yeah, they're pretty significant because yeah. you really got to dig into that ice and get your leverage. You got to get some weight up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they took this picture, and it just swept the Western culture. Now tourists... We're coming into Nepal in search of the Yeti. Taurus going up Everest? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, oh. oh, no. Base camp 30,000? <laughs> oh. The elements? <laughs> Ooh, not for me. Not for us English boys. <laughs> um, okay, so that started the Yeti craze, this, this Everest photograph. You can look it up. It looks like a pretty fucking wild foot, too. Like a massive big toe and then like almost like pinky toes for the rest. Ice pick to scale. You found it? Oh, it's the one where it's put up alongside it? Yep. That's a big old toe in the middle there. Yeah, it, it is big. It's a real big. fucking knob. It's yeah. Like... Now, so, <clears throat> this is odd for sure. And if you look this up, you'll see what we're talking about. Because um, it looks like a big, kind of wide foot. Mm-hmm. But it definitely doesn't look 
really human either. It the toe's kind of there, but... The eh. toes are there. It's, like, too wide to be human, but it doesn't have, like, the claws and the patterns of, like, animal footprints. Like yeah. bears or yeah, something. Yeah, something you'd see with a bear. Yeah. Just, like, massive claws. Um, and so that was that was enough speculation to really kind of... And that was enough. Yeah, it's real. That, <laughs> that was the Yeti, the Yeti gold rush. Um, now, recently, this, this photo has been debunked, not for its uh, invalidity, but they replicated a footprint mold exactly like the one in the photo by having a bear double step on one of their prints in the mud. Mm-hmm. So they had a bear, they kind of uh, made mud in like a little pathway and guided the bear across it. And the front foot imprinted and then the back foot pressed it down even further. And they cast a mold and it looks almost one to one to one ratio what we see in that Everest photo. Oh. So, and so, yeah, and this is where we kind of get into what the Yeti might actually be. Um, there's so many stories about the Yeti that it's, it's clearly something is out there. Is it a bipedal, <laughs> ape humanoid, anthropomorphic? Defier uh, of all y- Yeah, who can say? Um, science points to maybe not that, but maybe, maybe uh, that. a bear. Bears walk up, right? <laughs> they do they exactly, they do and that. if you can imagine uh, the 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 heights of the Himalayas, constantly shrouded in clouds and fog, and <laughs> you're cold, and maybe cold, you know early blood. onset hypothermia, probably and, have some altitude sickness. <laughs> yeah, oxygen deprivation. <laughs> you know, you see a a bipedal creature, maybe a hundred feet away. You're going to be looking at it a little differently. You're going to be you're going to be thinking some things about it. Yeah. But that's for the normie white man who tries to go up there. What about the people who've lived in? Yeah, well, and this is where some of the hair samples come in from. Oh. Uh, in Ladakh. And this is, remember, this is the Tangmo. Um, the Tangmo. But still the Yeti, but I'm, I'm calling it the Tangmo for their, their cultural that's reference. What, that's what they call it. Um, but a hunter uh, actually had found a Tangmo and shot and killed it. Um, and then, yeah, he, he said his description, it looked like the mix between a giant wolf and a giant bear, uh, where it had like patches of white fur, but also brown fur and like the maw of a wolf, but the fucking size of a bear. There are bears with kind of wolfy looking noses. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, sticking back to something you brought up in like episode one or two. Yeah. About the, uh. Hair samples. Yes, so exactly. Yeah, so, thing. Yeah, so they took a, uh, a a famous hiker took one of these hair samples and brought it back to the motherland, England. <laughs> um, uh, and so he heard about this um, with with uh, Brian Sykes, the the uh, genetic professor, and so he submitted his sample to Ladakh, or from Ladakh. Uh, consequently, they got another sample from Bhutan, and. This Yeti is called the Migu, if you recall. Um, Basically a similar situation. They found a hair sample, blah, 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 sent it in. Now, uh, for reference, these these two cities, Ladakh and Bhutan, they are really far away, like on opposite sides, pretty much, of the Himalayas. One of the hardest places to cross. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Ladakh is like far west on that western curve of the Himalayas and then Bhutan is on the southeastern end of the Himalayas yeah <laughs> I like how you how you cusped the air Thank that you. was good anyway um so 
Brian Sykes um, ran these tests. Uh, he also ran one more, which was on the Nazi Yeti, which I believe we talked about in episode yes, one. Yes, that was the one. The yeah. Horrible taxidermy done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Nazi Yeti. Yeah, the Nazi Yeti. If, if you don't recall, listener, or if this is your first episode, feel free to look up Nazi uh, Yeti of the Alps or something of that effect. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, the issue with that hair sample, um, the good doctor said, was that taxidermy had just wrecked the genetic <laughs> material. Whatever they did, soaked it in oils. I mean, it just it just it's fucked it up. Yeah, so unidentifiable for the the Nazi Yeti of the Alps. Um, however, these two hair samples, both from Ladakh and Bhutan, came back as a genetic match for a polar bear species from forty thousand years ago. Damn. Yeah, big damn. That's an old ass polar That's bear. An old ass polar bear. Yeah. So with this new evidence, it's kind of circulating and like no one really knows for sure. But the working hypothesis that at least the, the uh, scientist has, Dr. Sykes, is that this is a hair sample from a species of um, hybridized polar bear and brown bear. Which is why you get the weird Yeti colors, like the white ash the with patchy. also kind of the beige, hmm. uh, red-brown sort of colors. Um his reasoning, more or less, is that uh, uh, not long before this time um, for this um, ancient polar bear DNA that they have acquired from a jaw, pre-40,000 years ago, the polar bear was uh, freshly branched off from the brown bear population mm. into their own unique subspecies, so to speak. Okay. But they still possess a lot of brown bear behaviors and traits. Um, and Dr. Sykes points out that this... Um, makes them keen for hybridization between polar bears and brown bears where they can co-mingle. Hmm. Uh, they're that similar. Uh, at least for this time, 40k yeah, years 40, ago. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, and so the working hypothesis is that the Yeti is actually just kind of this strange, uh, isolated, hybridized species of both polar and brown bear that lives in the Himalayas. That makes sense. There's, there's uh, evidence around of animals in remote regions thought to be extinct for tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of years and then one will just roll up on like a wilderness <laughs> yeah. explorer yeah <laughs> they'll just pop out like hey i'm fine yeah <laughs> so the running theory and a lot of a lot of species didn't go extinct until they were like hunted to extinction mm -hmm. in like the late 19th century yeah um so yeah it's definitely not hard at all to see how a weird yeah. hybrid polar bear from absolutely the Stone Age and beyond can live <laughs> can up in still the woods. live up there, and it makes sense. I mean, polar bears and brown bears are heavily equipped. Typically, brown bears more than polar bears are scavengers. They'll eat more bugs, fruits. They're omnivores. Yeah. Um, and though there might not be many berry bushes on the Himalayas, I'm sure there's still enough protein yeah. and just nutrients in general for them to survive. That's probably where the polar bear kicks in if they need to go gore like a hiker or a reindeer or something <laughs> yeah just fucking barrel down yeah dude there's some scary images of the the yeti the himalayan yeti the himalayan yeti i'll yeah. bet the snow you said it's kind of like the wendigo it's like a scary place and it a is scary yeah. figure yeah it's yeah and that's i think that also brings in light like the culture of why this thing is kind of a, an ill omen is because i mean the himalayas are uh relentless they're steep they're chilling. I mean, there are so many elements working against you that, like, it is a death sentence unless you're acclimated to living 18,000 feet above sea level, like um, the Sherpas. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're acclimated, that's true. And yeah. yeah, you know, it's like the bear omen we talked about at the start episode. If you come across a bear mm-hmm. in close proximity, it's probably an omen that you're going to get fucked up by a bear in the next few seconds. Yeah, exactly. So scientifically, the Yeti seems to be, um, at the very least, a brown bear. And if more research permits, maybe a, a true, if the hypothesis is correct, a true kind of polar brown bear hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, mythologically... Nah, dog. That shit is a fucking mystical being of, of destruction and destruction hunger. Destruction and hunger. The god of the hunt. <laughs> the god of the hunt. Uh, up on top of the mountain. That's some Elden Ring-ass lore. That guys. is some <laughs> Elden Ring lore. <laughs> Miyazaki really... <laughs> he really threw one in for the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Elden Ring... Yeah, <laughs> yeah we gotta go. We gotta... Uh, we you have anything else up. on the Yeti? Uh, do share if you have it no i got that that was kind of the bulk was just kind of um that was a good the solid vast, breakdown yeah the vast kind of um sightings names physiological um elements and then scientific hypothesis that's all i had nice yeah i'll definitely have some parallels for the yeti next week cool we dive for the yowie yes the australian yowie yowie australia all right all right then <laughs> All right. Well, well, you're a top bloke for doing that. <laughs> Make sure you you like, like and share, and, subscribe, and download this podcast if you really enjoyed it. Tell all your friends and your your history teachers. Yeah, they love this shit. They'll gobble it up oh. like a turkey on Thanksgiving. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, listener, uh, if you're playing Elden Ring, enjoy. We'll see you out there. If you're playing Elden Ring and have a PS5, please, God, email me. <laughs> Struggling, huh? Struggling. <laughs> no homies on PlayStation. Oh, yeah, tragic. <laughs> All right, good night, Connie.